Hi, I'm Jane Johnson. I'm the Mike Project Manager at the Library of Congress. I am a librarian by training. I was a working cataloger for about 20 years at the UCLA Film and Television Archive, as was Andrea. Um, uh, Library of Congress Prints and Photographs Division and also the LA County Museum of Art. Uh, I'm just curious how many of you have been to the Mike site? That's pretty good. Those of you that haven't, it's mike.loc.gov. That's your destination when you get home. Let me just start out here talking about Mike as a tool for discovery. This is how most people, I think, perceive Mike generally. This is primarily what we do. We allow people to discover moving images. That's our union catalog, which is essentially just a database telling who's got what and where. And this is something that, this is kind of an additional layer of functionality that we have that other, hasn't been mentioned too much in the other presentations, that we want to link the images to the, res the repositories that hold them because we do have this additional layer of functionality, our core functionality actually, of preservation. Then we have an archive directory which it leads you to discover organizations holding moving images and then information about moving images and their preservation and those are our information resources. The Mike mission is to immerse moving images in the education mainstream, recognizing that what society uses, it values, and what it values, it preserves. So you see we have an education mission and a preservation mission, and what we're providing is the tools to advance those missions. We also provide a platform for collaboration and a research and development test bed. We're a collaboration between the Association of Moving Image Archivists and the Library of Congress. This project grew out of the U.S. National Moving Image Preservation Plans, which I'll just mention briefly in a moment. And our initial development was funded by the National Science Foundation. We're part of the National Science Digital Library. This is the Mike homepage. You can see here the Collections Explore is where you search the Union Catalog. <coughs> And if you go to the advanced search, that was just the quick and dirty search, of course. Here you can limit by field within the record, metadata, and you can also limit your search by organization. So this gives you a lot more precision in your searches. The other thing that's interesting is that you can search by organization and sometimes you'll get a little better functionality than that way than if you actually walked into the door of one of these archives. Taking the Library of Congress, I'll use my own institution as an example. It's actually a little bit difficult or clunky to go into the Library of Congress catalog and pull up only moving images. Whereas with Mike, you can go straight in here, you can limit your search and pull up only moving images within our collection. And this is Archive Explore, this is the archive directory and the uh, advanced search. So Mike really started out with these moving image preservation plans which were authorized by national legislation in the US. The Redefining Film Preservation came out in 1994 and then the television and video preservation followed three years later. These are really state of the field reports that describe the crisis in film preservation and they, they included a number of recommendations and what the Library of Congress did is it came to the Association of Moving Image Archivists and asked us to, and I'm wearing two hats here, I'm also on the AMIA board of directors, so, and Andrea was a former president of AMIA. We have a number my CV, of, you're good to leave. Yeah, yeah, we have a number of AMIA members here, I'm happy to see. But Elsie came to AMIA and asked us to put together an implementation plan. And so what, what we did is we went out, well, we had a, a number of task forces were formed, 
and we did the cataloging task forces um, was gave us the seeds of Mike. We hired a, someone to do a feasibility study. That was Grace Agnew, and she not only did a feasibility study, she actually built the plan and built the uh, developed the architecture for Mike. There are a number of components. Uh, there's first the union catalog, as I mentioned, the archive directory, informational resources. All of this is available through a portal structure. A really cool tool that we have is a mapping utility or mapping wizard that allows you to actually take a local metadata schema if you have your records in a database in FileMaker Pro or Access or even an Excel spreadsheet. You can then map those through this mapping wizard and uh, bring, your, bring your records into the Mike Union catalog. The cataloging utility is being developed right now at Rutgers University Libraries based on their workflow management system and that will allow people to input, people and organizations to input their records directly into the Mike Union catalog. I'll talk about that a little later. And then the service providers directory which is being developed right now at Georgia Tech. And this is a parallel development to the archive directory but it lists organizations and individuals who provide products and services for moving image collections. And this just shows you our portal structure. I don't know if you can read that print, but we've got a general users portal, an archivist portal, and a science educators portal. Now this is something that's unique to Mike, and again, this is the, the uh, link between the bibliographic records, the union catalog records, and the archive directory. So it's not that we have a union catalog database sitting over here and an archive directory database sitting over here. They're actually integrated. This is something that was very important to the archivists because they hold, of course, a lot of physical materials, analog, legacy materials that really can't be viewed in their present form. So they didn't want to put their records out there 24-7 for the, all the world to see then have people calling their archive and, and being disappointed that they couldn't view them. Wastes the archive's time and disappoints the users. So we developed this integration of the two databases so that when you pull up a record, for example, here from the Peabody Awards collection at the University of Georgia, you can link directly into their archive directory record and find out what some of their access policies are. This would be the archivist portal and this just shows you that on the left side, left hand navigation bar tends to be links to existing resources on the internet and then the it's not a good, this page isn't a really good example, but usually in the uh, portal home pages you'll see uh, white, original white papers written by experts in the field, usually AMIA members, and this is part of AMIA's mission, and this is AMIA's place in the partnership. The Library of Congress provides staffing, management, infrastructure, and AMIA primarily develops the resources, the informational resources that you find on the site. And you'll see within the archivist portal there are three sub-portals, cataloging metadata, preservation, and programming for exhibition. And this is just an example of some of the links, footage calculators, film stock date codes. Of course, we're in the archivist portal, and this is technical information resources. The cataloging utility is a front-end input form for the union catalog records. Now, the union catalog as it exists right now is primarily descriptive metadata. Uh, for those of you that distinguish between all the different types of metadata, descriptive are those types of metadata that apply to any, man any um, manifestation of a work. So it would be the title, the summary, the credits, that type of thing. But what the catalog utility will give us as well is administrative metadata, technical, uh, as well as descriptive, and rights metadata as well eventually. 
So the catalog utility gives, you can have all this functionality with a low overhead and infrastructure requirements. It is a METS implementation, which is a Library of Congress standard, an international standard for metadata. <clears throat> and it's based on the workflow management system at Rutgers. Who is Mike? Well, the development team initially was Rutgers University Libraries, University of Washington, and Georgia Tech. Rutgers uh, developed the union catalog and the back end of that. The University of Washington developed the archive directory, and Georgia Tech worked on the website and the search engine. We had an evaluation team that conducted user studies. For that, we partnered with the library school at Rutgers. We have a science educator, had a science educators advisory board to help develop the science educators portal and then the community participants and those would be mostly AMIA members. Some of our alpha sites were CNN, the Library of Congress, National Geographic Television, you can see them all here. And these were chosen um, not just for a range of the collections that they held but also for different types of metadata so that we could hit any different kinds of idiosyncrasies and quirks with the metadata and make sure that everything worked in the system across the broad range of metadata schemas that are out there. Additional uh, sites in the humanities were Fortunoff Video Archive at Yale, uh, Pacific Film Archive at UC Berkeley, and the Pralinger Collection at the Internet Archive. I want to talk just a little bit about our metadata strategies. We haven't talked about metadata too much today, but I have to get that in there. But before I do so, I just want to mention this is the most salient characteristic in the archival moving image field is the diversity, because we have diversity everywhere you look in this field, collections in terms of genres, forms, subjects, physical formats, digital file formats, institutional types, as we know moving images are now found in any type of institution that's out there, in every kind of size with all different kinds of missions. The financial resources available are vastly different from organization to organization. There's different constituencies, so different user needs, so therefore different metadata standards are employed. So what we try to avoid is imposing a single standard from above. <clears throat> Our metadata strategies, first is just to promote metadata standards, and this is a bit of a balancing on a beach ball act because we've got we want to embrace that diversity, but we also want to promote standards. We also want to extend standard metadata use to everybody so that people get into the habit of using standards. There are a lot of reasons to use standards, which I'm sure you're all quite aware of. We also want to enable exploration of new technologies and provide an extensible model. In fact, the name Mike was chosen Moving Image Collections in part because it could be changed later on to Media in Collections, which was an acknowledgement that we hope to bring in sound recordings and other types of materials at some point. So how do we promote standards? First, just by illustrating by example the value of standards, and you can see this when the organizations contribute records to the Mike Union catalog, particularly small organizations with idiosyncrat idiosyncratic local systems that they've been homegrown systems, that they've been developed in-house often without a lot of expertise and when they see their records in the context of this larger catalog it's very clear you can see the light bulb go on in people's heads as to how their practices might differ and differ might change and they do actually go in in some cases and change their records at least prospectively if not retrospectively and also we educate archivists in the use of standards that's the um, information resources i'm just going to cruise through some of these a little faster 
Embracing the diversity not only encourages participation, but it, of course it also opens new avenues for record distribution. I don't want to bore you too much with this slide, but we do have a core registry which allows us to map records from all these different metadata schemas and export them in different metadata schemas, which, and each one of those has a different purpose and allows you to distribute the records in a, in a different way for a really broad distribution. And then extending standard metadata use to all. <coughs> That's primarily through the cataloging utility then, which will allow people with very low infrastructure and, ex and not so much expertise to go ahead and make standard records. Enabling, this is talking about METS as the LC encoding standard. We also um, map to MPEG-7, which is unusual. This is developed, this is one of the few schemas out there that's developed specifically for moving images. It supports multiple manifestations, which a lot of other things don't. So if you have files in different formats and different physical formats, it does support that description of all those things and linking between all those different manifestations. It accommodates all the whole range of metadata and also what has been mentioned several times here today, it supports automatic generation of segments as well as non-textual low-level indexing, so facial recognition, that kind of thing. We've got so much volume of material coming out. This is going to become more and more important as we know. This is just a screen snapshot of an old, actually an older version of the catalog utility that shows how you go about inputting records. So you can look at the uh, different types and you put in the, in the descriptive metadata, then the um, rights metadata, the technical metadata. You can create templates so that you can enter many objects that have common metadata and just change a few elements. And the mapping wizard, you just submit an application, you send sample records and a list of data elements, and basically the system populates a template which allows you to go through field by field and, just, and look at how we define each field. For example, title, we'll say this is how we define title. Here's a list of your data elements which you gave us. Choose from the pull-down menu which of your data elements is the same as what we call title. And then they just go through element by element. And really, for most databases, that can be done in about 20 minutes. So it's very fast, and the records can be distributed very broadly. This helps small organizations make their holdings accessible on the web at low cost in accordance with standards and with existing personnel and infrastructure. And larger institutions like the Library of Congress, who have so many legacy schemas, we can actually bring them into conformance by exporting, bring them into the Mike Union catalog, mapping them through, the, through our schema and then exporting them in a single schema. Some of our partnerships, of course, the Library of Congress and AMIA, which is a unique partnership which really um, utilizes or exploits the strengths of both organizations, so we come up with the whole that's greater than the sum of the parts. The three university developers. We've also used the MIC uh, architecture in other projects at Rutgers and in New Jersey, the New Jersey Digital Highway uses a lot of the um, development work that was done for Mike. Uh, I believe that's it. <laughs>